Hello, hello, and welcome to the very first bonus episode of Unverified, the podcast helping you redefine success on social media. I'm your host, Coralie Trigger, and if this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. Today is going to be a little bit different than normal. It's going to be a little bit shorter. It's going to be a little bit more narrow in focus, assuming I can stay focused. And I don't have any guests or call-in questions. It's just going to be me chatting away for a little bit. And here's why. I talk a lot about defining success on this show, starting with what your goals are in real life and then creating a digital strategy to support that. Whether you're marketing a multi-million dollar TV show or getting your first small business off the ground, figuring out the best strategy based on your time and experience and resources is, this is gonna sound really nerdy, but it really is one of my favorite puzzles to solve. For me, some of the most important success metrics for this podcast, in addition to the expected ones like downloads and bringing in cool clients, are connecting with interesting people, learning about podcasting and feeling more comfortable in this new format, and most importantly, doing it all in a really sustainable way. And for me, that looks like taking breaks. <laughs> so every handful of episodes or so, instead of having a guest on or taking questions, I'm just going to pop into the booth and record a few thoughts or tips and tricks about a topic that has been coming up a bunch in meetings recently. So today is gonna be all about hashtags or for y'all OG landline users, it's the pound sign. (laughs) We're gonna talk about what hashtags are, how they work and how you can use them to reach your goals. So first let's just talk about what hashtags are so that we're all on the same page. They look like the pound sign plus a word or words with no spaces. They are clickable, so they're often the same color as whatever color hyperlinks appear in the same app. So it's usually blue. If a hashtag is being promoted or there's some kind of special event or celebration tied to it, sometimes they can have different colors. Like, for example, during June, all of the pride-related hashtags came out rainbow, which is really fun. But for the most part, hashtags are going to be blue. You're going to be able to click on them and you see them everywhere. So here's how I explain them. We're going to go for a newspaper analogy. Stay with me. If we're thinking about Instagram like a newspaper, we're going to think about Instagram accounts like authors or cartoonists or contributors. And we're going to think about hashtags as sections or topics. So you could open a newspaper and just look for what your favorite writer uh, contributed that week. You can also go into a section if you're interested in, let's say, sports and read everything that everybody has to say. And that would be the equivalent of looking up a hashtag online. Anybody can make them. You just tap the pound sign and add a word or words after it. You'll see them for events, for brands, for interests, like hashtag cute animals is a personal favorite, (laughs) Uh, or even like cookbooks, um, any kind of subject that a lot of people are creating content around. And you can follow hashtags the way that you follow accounts. So that's a fun way to discover new people that have similar interests um, or have interesting takes on topics that you're interested in learning more about. And as a creator or a business owner, you can use hashtags to find conversations that your ideal audience is having and join in. It's also a great way to aggregate UGC or user-generated content. Um, You know, 
UGC is more trustworthy than ad content. You can request permission to share in your stories and on your feed, et cetera. An example here would be a brand saying, like post a picture wearing our product and use hashtag brand to be featured. It's kind of their way of asking for consent. I also see this when asking for participation in the comments of posts. The New Yorker does this all the time with their caption contests. Let me pull it up and double check. Oh yeah, so it's New Yorker cartoons, excuse me, um, and they do uh, caption contests all the time. So from a couple of days ago, their post was a cartoon caption contest. There's an illustration and it says to submit your caption, leave it as a comment below with the hashtag, hashtag my New Yorker caption. Then they pull winners based on popular posts that included that hashtag. And of course, there are other creative ways to use hashtags as well. I think my favorite is when it's in the form of a community art project. Um, this is actually when I first got excited about hashtags and had all these crazy light bulb moments was uh, about 10 years ago. I, ooh, maybe more than 10 years ago now because I was in college and I had just gotten, I had just gotten started on Instagram and I had just started following at Instagram on Instagram. By the way, they still have a wonderful account. If you're not following at Instagram on Instagram, I highly recommend it. They highlight all kinds of really incredible artists. Um, but anyway, at the time they had just launched their weekend hashtag project, which was hashtag WHP and then the prompt for the week. So every weekend they would post a little photography lesson. I think this is still going. Um, they, would, they would post a photography lesson and an example of a photo and create a hashtag for the weekend. And they invited everybody on Instagram to play around with photography and try a new technique and then post it with the hashtag. Then you could tap on the hashtag and see what people from all around the world did with that photo prompt. And it became this digital gallery from a virtual photography class. And I just loved it. I submitted a photo when I was in college. It was hashtag WHP photo in photo, I think, or something like that. The, the challenge was to find an old photograph hold it up in the same location. So the picture was of your hand holding an, an old photograph and then all around the old photograph was uh, present day, same location. I happened to be home from college for the weekend uh, at my parents' house and I found an old photograph of us as kids jumping into the pool. And so I went down to the pool, held, up, held it up, found the exact spot where I was, took a picture, you could see that, you know, that the trees were smaller in the old photograph. The um, tile on the pool was a little bit brighter <laughs> and I submitted it and uh, was featured the following Monday along with, you know, a dozen other amateur photographers who had entered this celebration of photography. And I just thought that that was the coolest thing I'd ever participated in. And it absolutely inspired my doodle different project. So I guess I need to do like a shameless plug for that, but it's, um, it's essentially this little book of places to start. And on each page I have a doodle prompt and a unique hashtag. So instead of, you know, how Instagram did it for photography, I'm doing it with doodles and the challenges are physical. So you have that offline experience and then you can take a picture of it, post it online and, uh, you know, be a part of this doodle different gallery celebrating imagination and perspective and offline creativity. 
and I feature doodlers all the time. And that's probably my most favorite way to use hashtags right now. It's, you know, a little bit involved <laughs> and, and very much what Doodle Different is based on. But when you're brainstorming about how you can use hashtags, I would say get social on social. I say this all the time, but the only difference between regular media and social media is the social part. So use hashtags to find interesting conversations and creators and content and share and connect and network. And remember that even though you're on a screen, you are talking to other real human beings who have similar interests or might want to or it might be potential customers or clients or consumers of whatever you're creating. You could start a trend with a hashtag. You could build a community around it. The options are pretty limitless. So come up with some new ways to use them and let me know and come on the podcast and we can talk about it. And before I go, I do want to highlight a few technical notes about hashtags because these are questions that have come up in meetings recently. So the first is, how do I decide which hashtags to use? And some platforms make it easier than others. So TikTok, there's hardly any guessing game. You can, on their homepage, see what's trending at any given minute and look at a ton of examples. Twitter is good about highlighting what's trending for Instagram, I just started playing around with this app called Flick, um, and so far, so good there. I believe they have a seven-day free trial period if you want to check it out. And then when it comes to adding hashtags or communicating with new people via hashtags um, into your strategy, I would recommend $80.com, just spelled out. $80.com. It's a Chrome extension by Gary V. He's a big marketing person. And the theory is you find nine hashtags related to what you do. And every day you click on the top nine posts for each of the nine hashtags and leave your two cents. So it adds up to $1.80. And it's not like, yay, great job. It's, you know, really thoughtful things. Like think about what would be fun if for a stranger to comment on one of your posts. He's essentially gamified the digital hashtag networking experience. Um, so there's a little leaderboard. Um, it's great if you're competitive and that kind of environment works for you. It's a lot of comments, um, but you can have multiple accounts. So if you have other people on your team, multiple people can be using it and you can do it all on desktop. So I would recommend checking out $80.com. I also believe they have either a free version or a free trial. And then the last thing that I just want to recommend is using camel case. And that is capitalizing the first letter in each word in your hashtag. And that's for accessibility. So the text-to-speech programs oftentimes can't tell if a hashtag is a whole word or not unless you use caps when needed. So if you have a bunch of words strung together, it will just read it out as one word, which can be really confusing if you're not looking at it or you're unable to see it. Um, so that's just the one you know big thing right now. If you're making up hashtags or you're using existing hashtags, it's not going to affect the destination of the hyperlink. So if I type in hashtag Nashville and the N is capitalized or the N is lowercase, it's going to go to the same place, um, but it affects how a visually impaired person would experience your caption. 
So that's always really good to think about. And while we're on accessibility, uh, I definitely recommend using your alt text um, to describe images as well. Okay, I think I could go on and on about hashtags and I love to brainstorm hashtag strategies. So if you're listening and trying to figure out how to use hashtags for your business or for your new project or just for fun, feel free to shoot me a DM um, at unverifiedpod or an email unverifiedpod at gmail.com. And let's get together and talk about it. I'm booking some call-in shows coming up and of course, always regular guests. And I'd love to hear from you. So, okay, I think that's all I got. Thank you guys so much and uh, happy hashtagging. Unverified is produced by Trigger Creative and edited by Matt Fields with special thanks to Zach Knudsen, Morgan McCrory, Gwyn Rogers, and Abby White. Thanks for listening.